Blog Talk Radio.
True Israelites with your host, the seer of Seed Royal. To the four corners of the globe, praise his righteous and powerful name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Live, Radio. Worldwide international radio broadcast, Yakwa's Radio is now on the air. Special edition called Thursday evening. I'll be your host for another broadcast, tape number 48. Revealing the number of the B666, Son of Edition, part 48, live broadcast Thursday evening. And remember one thing, the Sabbath day, this time tomorrow night, sunset, the sunset, got it good. Let's see who will be coming on stage for tonight's episode. The elder will be a few minutes late, and he'll tell you all about the commentary, about the broadcast. And let's see, is anybody going to step to the plate and come on stage? And we see um, Brother Joe is ready to step on the... Some dust says, Yaqua, there, um, 
Brother Job, Israel, Syria? Yes, Yaquah. Israel, yes, I am. Say Israel, the okay. seed royal. All right, Brother Job. Sound, sound like you're ready to go. So, uh, and I don't hear none of that uh, uh, wicked world music in the background. So I, I tell you what, let's see can we, until the elder come on the broadcast, let's see can we get something going on. Uh, Brother Job, uh, how about turning your Bible to Luke? Chapter 12, verse 12. Let's see if we can get something going on until those that are ready to come on stage to holler in the microphone. We'll see what we can get going on after we hear Luke. Chapter 12, verse 12. What's going on there, Brother Joe? All right. Seer Israel of Seed Royal, I am turned. have turned to Luke. Chapter 12, verse 12. And it reads, For the righteous spirit, shall teach you in the same hour what ye ought to say. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. That, that is right, Brother Joe. So, Brother Joe, you got your little your red apocryphal book there, Brother Joe. Uh, you I got do. your red book you put your hand on there, Brother Joe? Yes. Okay, um, turn to... Uh, the 14th chapter, let's pick up at verse 24. Let's open up the special edition called Thursday evening. We're just going to read until we get us a point in there that we need in the pocketbook. Uh, the 14th chapter, pick up around by verse number 24. No, make it 22. Pick up at verse 22. Let's read a little bit. Let's see what point we want to take a look at. Um, Apocrypha sure, what, book, the Lorraine book, chapter yes. 15, verse 22. Brother Job, you on the clock, come on. Sure, sure. You didn't tell me the uh, what book am I turning to? Oh, okay. Um, the red book in the pocket for uh, make right. it make it uh, Maccabees. Oh, okay. <laughs> Okay, I'm sorry about that. Make it Maccabees. Maccabees. Chapter, yeah, chapter 14. Make it uh, Maccabees. I'm, I, I was reading a memo as it was coming in there, uh, brother. Joe, by the minute memo, I guess I got distracted on this memo was coming in. On, uh, will I touch on some of this right here? So, um, We'll open up. Well, hold that off for a minute. Hold that. Hold that off for a minute, uh, Brother Joe. Uh, this memo. I think this memo is worth touching on. Just put a just put that red book. Put a mark in that red book. We we'll come back there in a minute. Let me um. <laughs> let me see what is this memo saying. Oh, so I tell you what. Let's uh, try Psalms thirty-seven, verse one, two, and three. Let's try that. Uh, Brother Joe, Psalms 37. No, 137. We're going to try Psalms 137, verse 1. It's a very interesting memo just came in. Uh, Let's find out what this is talking about. Psalms 137, verse 1, 2, and 3. All right, Brother Joe, that's it. You're on the clock. Psalms 137, verse 1, 2, and 3. What does it say? 
Okay, I'm getting there right now. Psalms 137, 1, 2, and 3. Okay, here. Here we, here we, here, right here. All right. Here we go. One, Psalms. Psalms 137. One, two, and three. Yeah, well, write it. Hey, hey, Brother Joe, it. we got plenty of time. Write it down. 137, verse 1, 2, and 3. Uh, right. Again, I can't it. get your pad. We got, I have it. We got I have plenty of time. Okay, 137, verse 1, 2, and 3. Psalms 137, verse 1, 2, and 3. And it reads, <clears throat> verse 1. Psalms 137, verse 1. By the rivers of Babylon, there we sat down. Yea, we wept. When we remember Zion, verse 2, we hanged our harps upon the willows in the midst thereof. Verse 3, for there they that carried us away captive required of us a song and that and they that wasted us required of us mirth saying seeing us one of those of one of the songs of of Zion See Israel? Yep. I hear you. Yeah. So, um, I, I, I think they I'm that getting wasted us, uh, required us to play a song. They that wasted us. They that wasted us. See, we do a little precept in that, Brother Job. Um, my fact, you, uh, put a mark in there, Brother Job. Most likely going to be back there, but um, they that wasted us, Brother Job. I got it. Who is the us? Let's find out who the us is in Exodus chapter 7, verse 4. Who is the us? Let's go to Exodus chapter 7, verse 4 and see who the us is that they wasted. Let's find out, but Joe, in Exodus 7, verse 4, who was wasted? Exodus 7, verse 4. Let's find out who was wasted. Exodus 7, verse 4, Uh and it reads this. Exodus chapter 7, verse 4. I just got it. Just got to there. All right. Exodus 7, verse 4, and it reads, see. But Pharaoh shall not hearken Unto you that I well, hold on, hold on, hold, hold on, Joe. Look at Exodus seven verse four. With a little bit more careful than that. Look at it real careful. Got plenty of time. Exodus chapter seven verse four. Look at it real careful. Exodus chapter seven verse four, and that's what I was reading. But Pharaoh saw not 
hearken unto you, that I may lay my hand upon Egypt and bring forth mine armies and my people, the children of Israel, out of the land of Egypt by great judgments. Hallelujah. Mm -hmm. So, um, they that wasted us, uh, the up is the children of Israel. So the children of Israel was prophesied in 1000 B.C. that you was going to be wasted. So the up is the children of Israel that have been wasted. So now we know when we read Psalm 137, verse 3, the up that have been wasted is the children of Israel. And let's find out why, why they've been wasted. And Exodus, I mean, make it Ezekiel 34, verse number seven. Let's find out why they've been wasted there. Ezekiel 34. I mean, Ezekiel 34, verse 30. Let's find out why have the children of Israel have been wasted. Ezekiel 34, verse 30. Brother Joe, come on. Okay, I'm going there now. Ezekiel 34, verse 30. And it reads this. Ezekiel 34, verse 30. And it reads this here. Oh, boy. 34th verse 30. And um, about one half a page away, 34 verse 30, and it reads this here. Thus shall they know that I, the Yahweh, their Yahweh, am with them, and that they, even the house of Israel, are my people. Say the Yahweh, Yahweh. Hmm. Uh-huh. I, I need a little bit more out of, out of that verse now. Uh, but Joe, I need a little bit more out of that verse. I need a little bit more. Can I get a little bit more out of verse 30? Okay. Thus shall they know that I, the Yaqua, their Yaqua, am the, the uh, am, <coughs> excuse me, am with them that they that that they even the house of israel are my people safe the yaqua yaqua uh-huh verse 31 verse 31 and ye are and ye my flock the flock of my pasture are men and I am your Yahweh. Say the Yahweh, Yahweh. Mm-hmm. So he said we've been wasted. Uh, maybe, maybe we uh, forgot by being wasted. He says, David said in a thousand BC that, and Ezekiel picked up on it five hundred years old. 
500 years later, and ye, my flock, the flock of my pastors are men. Maybe they don't got past us, so his pastors, the one that's supposed to stand before you as shepherds, is supposed to be men. See, that's where we've been wasted at because right now they got these organizations now and telling women that you can get in that position when it comes down to Bible matters. And that's where it's a wrong, wrong. You might have a great position in in the world. You might can be a um, big position in the world. But mm-hmm. once you come home, that man, you both submit yourself to that man once you come home. You might have the biggest okay? job and sentencing people to thousand years in the penitentiary, anything. But once you come off of that position of the world, when you get home, when it comes down to Bible standing, that's supposed to be in the hand of men. So read that again, or you be clear that the almighty pastor is who is, if you can put a little more audio in your voice there. But Job, look at that verse 30, Ezekiel 34, verse 31, one more time. I'm thinking you bring that verse out there. Come on. Okay. Ezekiel 34, verse 31, and it reads, And ye, my flock, the flock of my pasture are men, and I am your Yahweh. Say mm-hmm. the Yahweh, Yahweh. Okay, that, that's very understandable. So now we find out that we've been wasted because that information has got away from us right now that we don't know that our Almighty is men. Men. And so once we um, start showing what the Bible says, regardless of whatever position you're in, that Yahweh knew what he was doing. And matter of fact, uh, can you read me out of the 11th chapter of Corinthians verse and 9? What it says in the 11th chapter of 1 Corinthians there. And read verse 8 and 9. Can you help me out there, Brother Joe? 1 yes, Corinthians you. chapter 11, verse 8 and verse 9. Okay, 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 8 and 9. Okay. First Corinthians chapter 11, write it down, verse 8 and verse Yeah, we, we, we did. I, I got you, sir. I got you, Israel. First Corinthians chapter 11. Favorite verse, verse 8 and verse 9. 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 8 and 9. Verse 8, for the man is not of the woman, but the woman <laughs> of the man. Neither 
was the man created for the woman, but the woman for the man. Mm, hallelujah. Huh. Mm-hmm. So in his creation, he made, when he did make the woman, she was created for the man. Yes. He was uh, created for this man. That's the creation. So that has to be understood that the pecking orders is the woman must understand that we've been wasted because that information we do not know today. That the reason why a woman was created was created for the man. That red book told it. There, um, Joe, we're going to Toby verse seven and eight. We're going to Toby, yeah, chapter eight, verse seven and eight. I want to get a precept on that, right, Joe. We're going to Toby, chapter eight, verse seven and eight. I, I need a precept on that. Let me see when order is in place what comes behind order in place. Let's see what happens when order is in place. Toby, chapter 8, verse 7 and 8. Let's see. All right, I'm getting, I'm coming there to the book of Toby. Toby, chapter 8, verse 7 and 8. Let's see what that says. All right, the book of Tobit, that is, okay, I see it. That's after Second Ezra. All right. There it is, right there. Tobit chapter 8, here we go. 7 and 8, here we go, right here. Tobit chapter 8, verse 7 and 8. And thou, O Yahweh, I take not this my sister for loss, for lust. For lust. Uh-huh. But unrightly, therefore, mercifully ordained that we may become aged together. Verse 8. And she said with him, Hallelujah. Although, you know, with him, uh, that's, what he, that's what she said. Hallelujah. Okay. I see what they got written there, but we know okay, what it uh, is. Uh, uh, well, uh, verse 6. Read verse 6. Yeah, I'm, I'm getting this here. Same told it. Let's back up and read verse 6. 8 chapter, verse 6. You say same told it. Hold on, let me break it down. Read Number 6. You was already at read 7 8. Let's back up and read verse 6. Hold on. 
trying to hear you because this wind is going over here. Okay, shit. Let me. Okay, I got the ear up. The, the phone up close to my ear now. Could you say that again, please? Uh, Tobit chapter eight, verse six. Verse six. Okay, same Tobit chapter eight, verse six. And it reads, "Thou madest Adam, and gavest him Eve." his wife for an helper and stay of them cause mankind those has said it is not hmm. good that man should be alone let us make unto him and aid like unto himself. Mm-hmm. Well, the, the woman was made for the man to be what kind of way? Like unto himself. So that's like where the weight can come in at because you have to be able to groom them according to the scriptures, the order of the Bible. The order of the Bible, not talking about worldly status. You can have the best job in the world. But when it comes down to outside of that job, man must know his role. But the man, only way the man gonna know his role, he got to be um, to write 37 verse 12 down. See, the man got to know his role. So it's to write 37 verse 12. Can you um, help those see out um, to that say to write 37? First place. Okay, I'm running there now. All right, book of Surah. 37 verse 12, it reads. So I came on stage for after every eternal child. And then we'll get back with it. What's it saying, 37 verse 12? Surah 37 verse 12, and it reads. Oh, wow, we don't have 37, 12. Cuts off after 37. It goes to 37, but it goes only up to 31. So, right, 37, verse 12. You can't find it, bud, Joe? So, right, 37, 12. Yes, now that reads, but be continually with a yakwali. Oh, let me, okay, hold on, sis. But be continually with a Yahweh man whom thou knowest to keep the commandments of the Yahweh, mm-hmm. whose mind so is according. It's only five of those that when you get a relationship, what will befall you if you do not have a rooted and grounded Yahweh man, you just got just a regular man, you always go through different checkpoints because he's going to be worldly, you worldly, and your answer going to come out worldly. That means the laws of the Almighty will never be applied to all the things, and that's why it's so important about the school to teach the youth 
how to be a Yahweh man and how to honor that woman according to the book of Deuteronomy uh, 28, verse 56. Because a certain characteristic she both have and have be trained by the forces of the two Israelites um, in an early state, you, the young men will know what to look for before they look for a skirt. They'll know what to look for by coming to the school of forces of the two Israelites to learn exactly how you find your mate according to the Bible. And that's the, and that's what it means by we've been wasted as a people because we don't know the rules of the Bible. We get our mate based upon she looking good, smelling good, and got potentials to be a good wife. But that's worldly. So we're going we're gonna to try to touch on things that's showing you Bible ways what to look for. And once you see these characteristics of the Bible, but you have to be a Yahweh man understanding your position in the Bible, but you have to learn this by coming to class. One six the morning count. So we'll bring our hero then. He's going to tell you all about the broadcast. And remember one thing, it's a special edition called Thursday evening. So we'll bring our hero then and uh, in the other little spirits and books out and give a little assistance in the night. Um, okay, sure. Of six. So we're going to bring our elder in right now. So, Dan, Elder Mr. Chills, Israel, tribe of Yadad Judah. Yahweh, bless you, I see you right here. And Yahweh, bless you, see you as well. I see you well. Hallelujah. Yahweh. I know Yahweh, Elder, when we was, uh, Joe. Israel, we was uh, trying to get warmed up a little bit, but we know we don't really get warmed up after the elder Gordon put his presentation on what the Yahweh gave him to put on the table for case number 48. So, you know, take your time and uh, let the world know who, what this broadcast is all about. You on the clock, come on. Once again, Yahweh bless you here, Israel, and thank you for bringing me into tonight's broadcast among the cast of hundreds of thousands of listeners. And that's always a good thing, because when we can get the word, we're able to spread the word and let others know that really need it, what's going on with the word of Yahweh. Because at these days and time, people are suffering, and they really don't take heed to know why. Some are doing good. They don't think about doing bad when you're doing good. Because what's the reason for that? So what do we associate this with? We look at good as being spiritually correct, that of Yahweh, and things going right in your life. When we look at the other side of the seesaw, we're looking at bad, destruction, chaos, confusion, and many people that's led to deception. Now, these are things of evil and bad. Even you look at a car accident when you're not looking to have one. That's things that interrupts the good things in your life, the flow of goods. That's Satan the devil. And we often talk about this on this program, but many don't think about it. 
Things that are bad are of Satan the devil. Sickness, death, chaos, deception. Let us start picking up this book and reading and being on the voices of the truest life to learn this words as it should be. You have to remember, the non-righteous job is to lead you astray. Like the alien man, the guy I gave a nickname to to try to lead everybody away from the book of Yahweh. He tries to deceive you, but he's a gentleman that's lost with confusion and understanding, and this is what he teaches. Unfortunately, some people at churches do the same thing. They teach their confusion and misunderstanding of Scripture. And that's very serious in these days and time, especially with what I just mentioned a moment ago about chaos, deception, confusion, evil, death, things happening that you don't expect. This is where we're here to help guide you through these dark times of bad teaching. Loud bump the gums for righteous learning and Christianity. Some people even forgot about Sharak chapter 11, verse 8, interrupting men in the midst of their talk when they're trying to get this word over to you. This is why we're here to welcome and thank all of you for attending another live broadcast of Yonkwans Ministry, coming to you live and open to you always with new and exciting topics from the King James Bible. And first and foremost, about Yonkwans' word, learning how to connect the books, your health, foods that you should eat and keep in the Sabbath days. We do this because you have not. The information that you came to seek is here, and the voices of the true Israelites, tribe of Yadah, were open unto you from 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. And those days are Sunday, Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday, having no class on Tuesday, but we do have a Sabbath class. And the top part of the Sabbath is Friday. The online class starts at 7.30 to 10.30, and the bottom part of the Sabbath is Saturday. We have a temple class that starts at 12 p.m., and an online class that starts at 2 to 5 p.m. until the temple members desire to leave. We also have a website address. To use this on any search engine, enter tribeyada.com. And after you click enter, once again, look for tribeyada.com. Dash Israelites. When you do this, right under Big Lion, you'll see some choices. You want to be tithes and offerings. Click PayPal and follow the instructions. On any other device, you may see menu. But again, clicking this, you'll still see your choices. Still choose the tithes and offerings, and doing so, remember what it says in the book of Psalms, chapter 96, verse 7, and verse number 8. 7 says, Give unto the Yahweh, your penance of the people. Give unto the Yahweh, glory and strength. 8. Give unto the Yaquan the glory due unto his name, bring an offering, and come into his courts. Now, I always remind everyone that when you're doing this, to remember that Yaquan loves that you're a forgiver. And also donations to this ministry is greatly appreciated that you give according to the Bible scriptures that are mentioned in the book of Leviticus, chapter 27, verse number 30. And once again, it's in the book of Hebrews, chapter 7, verse 8. And verse number nine. This is done to keep this ministry bringing you Dust Says Yaquan live. Also for building a school, which is going to be very well needed. A banquet hall, radio station, and land to grow the foods that we often speak of on this program. 
While you're there, also check our calendar. It's there to help keep you, family, and friends in tune with the Bible feast days that come to us throughout the year. We also have a live program, which is available by putting in three words on the search line, Yaguar Radio Live. And after clicking, look for Voices of the Truth Wise, Private Delta. And click the red live button as soon as it appears. It'll put you right into the live online broadcast. We also have a few numbers to use. The first is the live conference phone number, which is 319-527-6065. The other is 224-600-5579. This is our international line where you can call and leave those messages on Bible scriptures that you may have questions on, which can be answered by any one of the six lunar camps of Yaqua's ministry. But also in saying that, do not call us number trying to teach. You will only hear a discouraging click followed by a dial tone. Also, by calling this number, you can order what our members most of 12 programs via the 12 tribes of Israel on DVD. Just make sure we get the correct name and the correct address, and you will receive it promptly. However, on another note, we might ask, please do not contact us here via email, phone, or text before broadcast or afterwards. He's usually pretty busy with the WCC, the New York Station Stockholder, Mr. Cigar Man, and answering many memos. But even now, in addition to that, the Latter-day Saints. So please use the international line of 224-600-5579. And if the question is legit, you will receive a call back. And if you happen to miss the beginning of today's program, you can catch it today after 9.15 p.m., except Friday's program time will be repeated after 10.30. To do this, enter three words once again, Yaqua Radio Live. When you click enter, look for Voices of the Truth Lights, Tribe of Yada, and choose the program that you're late logging into or any previous day that you would like to listen. And during and after our normal broadcast broadcast, we're also simultaneously transmitting our information on Taltalk, which can be logged in by your phone, tablet, or computer, even your smartwatch. Just make sure you've downloaded the Taltalk app. We'll be listed under Ethnic Group, African American. Look for voices of the Trizalites, Tribe of Yada. Our room will hold 50 or more listening participants, where Yahuwah's Word will be working for your Bible education. An online there to answer any of the on-the-table topics we discuss during our broadcast will be Elder Mr. Tibbs Israel, along with the Seer Israel, right in the shotgun. And no comments will be taken off topic or any more than to text questions answered at a time. And if our talk is before teaching time, we will continue our teaching on Pell Talk. So when we're getting the scriptures to speak by the seer, once again, remember, be quick to hear and slow to speak. I'll repeat that first part again. Be quick to hear and slow to speak. So the words of Yahweh flow smoothly, remembering that we have hundreds of thousands of listeners that came to hear the righteous words of Yahweh and not that of confusion. So we have to be careful, being members of the voices of the truth, always careful not to make worldly statements that cannot be backed up by the Bible, but those statements that can be backed up in the Bible. And so we can start to do just that 
We'll pass our program back to our seer Israel and say, Alu, Yahweh. All right, Daniel, that's excellent. I'll y'all more on that. And, and we were looking at that uh, profound verse um, at 137, verse 3. We are became a wasted people. And I, I, I need I need to precept there to find out how did we become a wasted people? They that, they that wasted us, we should find out how, what happened but they that wasted us, we know the us is the children of Israel, but we don't know who the day is. But we want to find out how did we become wasted. Um, Hilda, hand me that Jeremiah chapter 2, 1 through 6, 14 and 21, but I'm going to come back to Brother Joe. Uh, Brother Joe, oh, I'm going to be talking, and you can turn to Deuteronomy 28, and we'll look at verse 47 down to verse 50. Let's find out. David's talking to 1,000 B.C. about getting wasted. I'd like to have an idea of what it, what it, what it already prophesied about being wasted in Deuteronomy, but Job uh, 28. Verse 47 down to verse 50. Hey, Brother Joe, if you on the clock, come on. All right, Israel. I'm going to Deuteronomy 20, uh, 28. 28. Yeah. Deuteronomy 28, and it reads, verse 47. Okay. It may seem as though I'm doing a little struggling here. I am trying to pull up here to this. 28, verse 47. And it reads this. Verse 47 uh, 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 and 50. Okay, verse 47, it starts at, wow. Verse 47, it reads... A little hard I mean, with these glasses. You need a little help there? No, I got it. I I got this. 47. Okay. Got to struggle a little bit. That's good. That's what I want to see. Verse 47, and it reads, Because thou servest not the Yahweh thy Yahweh with joyfulness, and with gladness of mind for the abundance of all things. Verse 48. Therefore shalt thou serve thine enemies, which the Yahweh shall sin against thee in hunger and in thirst and in nakedness and in want of all things, and he shall put a yoke of iron upon thy neck until he have destroyed thee. Hmm. Verse 49. The Yahweh shall bring a nation against thee from afar, from far. From the end of the earth, 
as swift as the eagle flyeth, a nation whose tongue thou shalt not understand. Verse 50, a nation of fierce countenance, which should not regard the person of the old, nor show favor to the young. Mm. So David is talking about it a thousand BC or just happening, so we find out now why was you be wasted by your enemy because you didn't want to serve Yahweh the way he had it written. That's the reason why the children of Israel is wasted today and gonna remain wasted until they serve Yahweh the way his creation was designed until we recognize that the Yahweh man have to point into the Bible exactly how a relationship supposed to go and his duty and also his companion's duty. But he has to be able to know his duties by being a Sarat 37 verse 12 and that and all the way you're gonna get that is not by experiencing in the world, but experiencing his bumping shoulders and one to six camps and going over the scriptures to see exactly how you can help the youth coming up and relationships, but we have to be prepared to show them what the Bible is saying. So, he said, since you don't want to serve me, you're going to serve your enemy. So, they, so, that's, mm. so that, that goes out what's called freedom of choice. Either you serve me or serve your enemy. So there goes your choice. There's right there. He said, since you don't want to serve me, then you're going to serve your enemy. So there goes your serve choice Yahweh. right there. Serving Yahweh or serve, serve the enemy. It's up to you. That's, that's it. Either you serve yeah. Yahweh, you serve the enemy. So I there it is Yahweh. right there. So now, Elder Mr. Seal. So now we'll go to Jeremiah chapter 2, 1 through 6, verse 14 and 21 there, uh, Mr. Kip. Let's see exactly what's going on when Jeremiah got wind of the scriptures. He made some writing, and he went face to face with the children of Israel. And let's see what he said and what the mental spirit said in, in the book of Jeremiah 2. 1 through 6, 14 and 21. Elder, Mr. Pierce, you're on the clock. Come on. Okay, looking at Jeremiah chapter 2, verses 14 to 28. And Jeremiah chapter 2, verse 1 down to verse 6. Get down to verse 14 and 21. Uh, Jeremiah 2, 1 to 6, and verses 14 to 21. One 14 says, and 21. 14 and 21. Got it. Verse 1 says, 
Moreover, the word of Yahweh came to me, saying, Two, go and cry in the ears of Jerusalem, Yadah, saying, Thus says to Yahweh, I remember thee, the kindness of thy youth, the love of thy apostles. When thou wentest after me in the wilderness, in a land that was not so. Three, Israel was righteous unto the Yahweh, and the first fruits of his incense. All that devour him shall offend evil, shall come upon them, saith the Yahweh. For hear ye the word of Yahweh, O family of Israel, and all the families of the house of Israel. Five, thus says Yahweh, what iniquities have your fathers found in me, that they are all gone far from me, and have walked after vanity, and are become vain? Six, neither said they, where is the Yahweh that brought us up from the land of Egypt, that led us through the wilderness, to the land of the deserts, and of the pits, through a land of drought, and of the shadow of death, though the land had no man passed through, and where no man dwelt. Verse number 14. It says, Is Israel a servant? Is he homeborn? Is he a homeborn slave? Why is he spoiled? Verse number 21 says, Yet I have planted thee a noble vine, holy a ripe seed. Now art thou turned into the generate plant of a strange vine unto me. Uh-huh. He said, hmm. um, he said, hell, all, he said, I've done my part with you. He said, but when I look back at you, uh, to dinner the people, he said, um, what happened? I mean, he said, he, he said, he had done his part. Now, back up and see what happened. And verse six again, I'll get, uh, I'm going to get a little more audio out of 2 verse 6. He said something in verse 6 that uh, piqued my interest there. Hey, old, every time you get in this book, it's always you can go over the same verses, but he'll show you something different in it all the time. What he says in Jeremiah 2 verse 6, there was a little more audio there. Hey, old. Jeremiah 2 verse number 6 says, Neither said they, Where is the Yahweh? that brought us up of the land of Egypt and led us through the wilderness, through a land of deserts and of pits, through a land of hope and the shadow of death, though a land that no man passed through and where no man dwelt. Uh, you say, they don't even ask about that in no time. I mean, what ministry have you ever heard them say, well, Where's the Yahweh that led up through the wilderness and um, mm. knocked down everything around? They don't, they don't talk about that no more. He said, they don't talk about that. He led up through the wilderness, and the up, they talking about the children of Israel. So, Elder, when it got to the, to the right side of the book, look what they put on the up, the children of Israel, that was led through the wilderness. And then you know what we do? We'll go hook, line, and sink on 
the 738, not knowing that he's talking about the children of Israel that he's laying through the womb. He said, they don't you talk about that. The woman in the womb was the children of Israel. So on the right side of the book, when you precept your Bible, look, look what they got on the word on the children of Israel that we can read. And I mean, just cold-blooded can read it if we precept our Bible. What it says in Acts 738, J.O.? Okay. In the book of Acts, looking at chapter 7, verse number 8. 38. 38. 38. Acts chapter 38. 7. 38. Verse number 38 says, This is he that was in the church in the wilderness, which the minister spirit was spake unto him in the Mount Seah with our fathers who received the lively oracles to give unto us. Mm-hmm. So I look what they did. Now look what they did. Now Jeremiah was Jeremiah was quoting Deuteronomy. He said, going to come a time that the children of Israel will not even act or have nowhere in mind that Yahweh led the children of Israel through the wilderness. Then as time progresses on by being a wasted people, they, they just mark out the word called children of Israel and put the word called the church in there. Then tell you the word church means ecclesiastes. No, the church don't mean that. It's a blue word for what you just got to read. And Jeremiah chapter two. It means children of Israel. See they do? So now they left that word in ready for the eyes, and that's how you become a wasted people. Now you hear what Jeremiah said. The children of Israel is not gonna even mention nothing about how he led up the children of Israel through the wilderness, then the writer going to put in the word church in 738, then give you a definition from getting dictionary saying the church means ecclesiastes. See that? Call out one. No, it, don't, it means you polluted the word for the children of Israel. Now, all the definition you come up with, you just didn't want to put in exactly who was in the wilderness was children of Israel. Yeah? So that's how we become a wasted people and not knowing who we are today because we cannot recognize when somebody have, have changed everything pertaining to you and we fall right in line with the hook, line, and sinker. And, that, and like I said again, and that's in relationship according to the Bible. The reason why all these groups can come up with all type of women being the leader and because she makes more money and if if she goes on Section 8, that means there's no man involved because the man cannot follow her on Section 8. So when she gets Section 8, that means the man can't come. The man got to be, he got to come in after certain 
part of the time so he can never be comfortable when you get section eight. When the, when the woman gets section eight, unless they unchange it lately, the man can't come around too fast when you're getting government assistance. So that's what happens by, but you don't know you've been wasted because when Jeremiah was talking about the children of Israel and Two, one through six, and he asked if the children of Israel are are they a home-born slave? Why are they poor? You know why they poor? Because they, they don't remember. They don't remember the order that was set up. And Almighty Yahweh says, since you don't remember the order that was set up, you're gonna serve your enemies. But I'm gonna send a Water to you to show you what the Bible saying, and let's let's see what your response would be once he sent a warner to you to come back to the Bible. Let's find out, uh, Brother Joe. Let's find out what when a warner is sent to you. Turn to Jeremiah 44 there, Brother Joe. We're talking, give you a chance to be turned to 44 verse 4. So now. Jeremiah 44. Well, well, just anytime you make a statement after I say something, you will remove my train of thought. Just um, write it down, be prepared to do some cold-blooded reading. So now, so we finding out now that Hey, Mr. Tia, come back and give me another precept on that. And the book of Exodus, 17, verse 1. I want to go back to Exodus 17, verse 1, there, Mr. Tia. I just want to get a, another case in point. 17, verse 1 on the right side of the book. What it says in 17, verse 1, of Exodus 17, verse 1, and Brother Joe will be having me um, Jeremiah chapter 44, verse 4, then we'll skip down to verse 15, then we're going to read a little bit. But right now, Elder, 17, verse 1 of Exodus, what it say? In the book of Exodus, chapter 17, reading verse 1, says, And all the congregation of the children of Israel journeyed from the wilderness of sin. After their according to good, good. All the congregation of the children of Israel journey from the wilderness. Okay, let's go back. Let's go back to that marker you got in Acts seven thirty eight. Let's go back to Acts seven thirty eight. You know, see, you'll go right back where it's hard and heavy to Acts seven thirty eight. All of the congregation of children of Israel journey from the wilderness. Now we're going to swing right back over to Acts 738 and see what it says. The book of Acts, chapter 738, it says, This is he that was in the church in the wilderness. They were, the wait, wait a minute, wait a minute, who, who, according <laughs> to Acts 738, who was in the wilderness again in 738? The Jew of Israel. 
Thank you, Elder. Thank you, Elder. Hold your peace there, Brother Joe. Hold your peace. Remember, we got over 900,000. Always right. try to uh, fake it like you professional until the time of point. So now, um, in Acts 7.38, I lost my train of thought again. In 7.38, uh, who, who that in the wilderness again, uh, Elder? It reads, this is he that was in the church in the wilderness. Uh, so when they go in the, when they go in the dictionary and put in the word called church me, please act or call out according to the Bible, that's not so. The word church according to the Bible is a replacement for the children of Israel in 17 verse 1. So in Jeremiah chapter 2, 1 through 6, that was talking about the children of Israel that was in the wilderness. He said, they're not going to even talk about that no more. So when you get in the right side of the book, they're going to put the word church in there, and you know what we do? We don't run with the word church, but, but we don't know if there's a penalty for doing that by not knowing, especially in leadership. Now, read the penalty of it, um, Elder. Let's go to number 15, 15, and 16. Now, here's what the penalty of it. See, we don't know about, about it's a penalty for not falling, and that's why we wasted the day. When they put words in, and we when we go to flow of the words, do you know there was a penalty for it in Numbers 15, 15, and 16? What is that? Numbers chapter 15, 15, and 16, come on. In the book of Numbers, looking at chapter 15, Reading verses 15 and 16 says, 15, one ordinance shall be both for you of the, con- of the congregation and also for the stranger that sojourneth with you and the ordinance forever in your generations as ye are. So shall the stranger be before Sixteen. One law. Sixteen says, one law and one manner shall be for you and the stranger that sojourneth with you. Is it? So, you know, so 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 when we violate and let the writer, I mean, it's their book in English, which we learned, when they remove the children of Israel and put the word church in, and then you reach out before the preacher and he asks us, do we have a church home? Knowing that he didn't program like you program a remote control on your television. Because the church of the Bible, it is a physical 12 tribes of Israel, the people. You see that? So that's why the school is so much, very much important because the reason why we wasted the day, when we see the word church in the Bible, it's only just duking you out, keeping you from understanding the one that was in the wilderness was children of Israel. And, and, but Joe read a verse. 
in 37 verse 12, that's why you got to continue with a Yahweh man that you know that keeps the law. Because if he knows the law, he's be able to straighten out his better half to let him know when you see his word called church, it means the children of Israel. And then, but Job also read in Ezekiel 34, verse 31, that Yahweh's pastors are men. Men. So these men's got to understand that they got to be a Yahweh man that knows the scripture. Because the pastors is men. The one that's got before the congregation will be men, not women. So now, but now, now we go on and find out Jeremiah is still on the clock. And 44 verse 4 there, but Joe, let's listen to this conversation that's going on in Jeremiah 44 verse 4. What is that, but Joe? Come on. Jeremiah chapter 44 verse 4. And it reads, How I sent you unto all my servants, the seers, rising early and sending them, saying, Oh, do not this abominable thing that I hate. Mm-hmm. He said, Don't do the bummer thing that I hate. Oh, what do you hate, uh, Elmer Gibbs and Isaiah 3, verse 12. What do we hate? Can you help, help those say out? What do we hate? Hold that point, brother Joe. We'll come back to verse 15 in a minute. But what do we hate that he was pulling from Isaiah 3, verse 12? Hey, Elder, Mr. Chill, what do Isaiah 3, verse 12? He said, don't do nothing but bumble thing that he hates. What do we hate? Isaiah 3, 12, come on. And the book of Isaiah, chapter 3, verse number 12, says, As for my people, children are their oppressors, and women rule over them. O my people, they which lead thee, cause thee to error, and destroy the ways of thy past. Ain't that Ain't that Read that again. You mean that Bible saying that? Read that 3, 12 one more time. He said, don't do none of the bumble thing that he hates. And what do we hate again in 312? Uh, uh, Isaiah chapter 3, verse 12. Come on, Elder. Isaiah chapter 3, verse 12 says, As for my people, children are their oppressors, and women rule over them. All my people, they which lead thee cause thee to error. And destroy the path, the way of thy paths. And, and you, and you're not gonna find, and you're gonna be awake because when it comes down to spiritual understanding, the woman's place is not to lead that man. That's why that man must be a Yahweh man. So if you get a man that's not a Yahweh man, you send him to the camp to learn how to be in his position, but you can be in your position. I don't care how 
bigger worldly job that you have in the world. If you're going to be with a man that's not a Yahweh man temporarily, you make sure you send a man to one of the camps and learn how to treat yourself and learn how to do what Yahweh got written for him to be in his place and you to be in your place. See, this is what we error by not having a Yahweh man that know how to keep the law. What law? Yahweh's law. I don't care how big the woman is in the world. When she come out of the worldly job, she has to be submissive to that man of a Yahweh's statue. And that man must know his place, but he will never know his place long as you see the word church as the church home and not know the church is the children of Israel that was in the wilderness. So that's why the Yahweh man must be learned how to keep the law, statutes, and commandments of Yahweh to have the blessing over his household. See, because he said plainly in Ezekiel 34, verse 31, my overseers are men. He just said men and women, men. Men supposed to oversee that is the creation. And Brother Joe read earlier in First Corinthians chapter 11, verse 8 and 9, the woman was created for the man, and the man was not created for the woman. The woman's job is to be at that Yahweh man, whatever needs to be done, that Yahweh man supposed to be there. As a matter of fact, this was nested left on the answer chain, and um, I, I think it's good enough time to play it now. Well, somebody said something. Let me, let me see, can I? Let me pull it up. Well, something was said on the answer machine, and I want to play it and see what we can get out of it. Let's let's uh play it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Let's see what we can get out of this right here. Something. Thank you. 
low. But, you know, if I heard it, y'all heard it too. So he said, when you, the Yahweh man, got a covenant with the Almighty, his job is to correct you. That's what his job is to do, correct you. But he's got to be a Yahweh man and know how to correct you. Now, hey, L, I need a precept on that. Why do, why do, um, the Yaqwali man supposed to correct you, and that's his job because he got to come to a Yaqwali. Why so? Let's see if we get a precept on that in 39, uh, verse 17 of Job. Get your cards, boy. Hey, uh, uh, Mr. Kidd, give me a precept. So, but when man correct you, then you will stop and say, well, well what about you? No, you're supposed to do that. You're supposed to. Just like, we, just like the young lady says, when your boss asks you to do something, you do something, you say, yes, the boss, and you do it. If the garbage man says, look, I'm coming to pick your garbage on Wednesday, put this on the side over here and that on the side over there, you'll say, uh, yes, sir. But when that man that lay his head down on that pillow with you, every time he tells you something, you want to give him a, a comeback. So that's why we've been wasted as a people because the role of the Yahweh man, he don't know his role. He know only what his the world has showed him and what his father, his father, father showed him, or he could have been raised up by his mama. So he gonna be raised up by his mama, he gonna see things totally different from him. The reason of the book. That's why the school is so important to understand the reason why we've been a waste of people because we don't know Yahweh order and the Yahweh man don't know his position. So now, now, Elder getting ready to read uh, 39 verse 17 of uh, Job. This is why the statement of man must be on his. By keeping the law, statutes, and commandments, because Job Ishakar boy wrote in thirty nine seventeen. Hey, Elder, what he say in thirty nine seventeen of the book of Job? What he say, Elder? In the book of Job, chapter thirty nine, verse seventeen says, "Because Yahweh had deprived her of wisdom, neither had he imparted to her." Understanding. You see that? Now read that again. Now in that gets it's a cause boy. See when it comes down to Yahweh's rules and regulations, he did not give it to the woman. He gave it to the Yahweh man. Now the fact, listen what Job said. Yahweh did in 39, verse 17, a little more audio, Elder, that's the 900,000 plus here, exactly what Ishakar boy Joe said pertained to man and woman. 39, 17, a little more audio, Elder, come on. 17 says, in the book of Job, chapter 39, verse 17, it says, because Yahweh had deprived her of wisdom, neither has he imparted her, parted to her understanding. 
see that? Now, see, and that's why the Yahweh man must understand that. That the wisdom that woman receives from a man, unless you, the Yahweh man, know how to go in the Bible and show bounty, they're going to look at it totally different. Because Yahweh has deprived her of his wisdom and understanding. So I don't care how much they appear to have it, they only get what you give them. Because that is the law of order, and that's why the Yahweh man must get in his position. Do we, we will remain wasted. And like the women just said, when it comes down to your job. When the boss tell you to do something, you go and do it. The, the boss might say, go take 10, 15 and go on over there and crack a couple of heads over there. You will say, you will get your gear together and go crack some heads. See that? But when you come home to that man that's there, you gonna, he going to say, um, what, what time is this, this thing? What you ask me that for? Yeah? See this one? Because we don't lost our way. And that's why we don't get a blessing as a nation. That's why it's so important about the school to come. And it's, it's real uh, good advice that those that got grandkids or, or want to be with somebody, is send them to the camp to let them learn how to treat you according to Yahweh's way to get the blessing. Now I need a priest up on that. Now I need a priest up on that because it's very important to understand these things. Um, Brother Joe, so um, we're going to, I'm looking for, we're going to Surat. Brother Joe, I need to get a All priest right. up on that. Um, don't throw me off with a conversation just Listen carefully with 18. We're going to Surat, and we're going to get a precept on that, that the value of this man, according to the Bible, that Yahweh told us here. He told him something in the wisdom of Solomon, I mean Surat. He said something there, but Joe, let me see if we um, find it. He says, and... Sarah chapter 3, we're going to pick up verse 1. And can you pick up your reading with a little more audio there, um, Brett Joe? We're going to Sarah chapter 3, and we're going to look at verse 1. We're going to read down until we get our point down to verse 12. Um, 3, 1 down to verse 12. See, the man must understand that he must be a Yahweh man. But a Yahweh man got to make sure that a else. What it says in Proverbs 30, verse 30. Proverbs chapter 30, verse 30. What it says that a else, what's it says? What can we read in Proverbs 30, verse 30? In the book of Proverbs, chapter 30, verse number 30 says, A lion which is strongest among beasts. And turn us not away for any. Yeah. 
So you see, you see the, what the line do? And, and, and when you're from the tribe of Judah, you, you're the line. You don't back down because your better half make more money than you make. You don't back down because you ignore what's written in this Bible. So you don't you don't look sideways because she know more than you. Because remember, all you got to do is get in one of the camps and learn how to get in your position, and that'll force her in her position by you understanding your position. See? So it's the point we make it. So now we're going to Sarat chapter 3, 1 down to verse 12, and, and pick it up a little bit, Brother Joe, with a little more audio. Come on. Sarat chapter 3. Verse 1 to 12. Hear me, your father, O children, and do therefore, and do thereafter, that ye may be a may be safe. Verse 2, for the Yahweh hath given the Father honor for the children and hath confirmed the authority of the mother over the son. Verse 3. Oh, yeah, hey, but no. Hey, you read like you want to put the whole audience to sleep. You can't tell it up no better than that. The way you okay, read, I'm calling me memos on a network saying, that guy reads like he's trying to put me to sleep. I follow the rest. So, uh, okay, you can step it up a little bit, Joe. I'll pick it up, yes, pick it up again yes, at yes. verse number two again. And see, can you pick it up, pick your pace up a little bit for the 900,000 fall asleep on you while you read? Come on. Verse two. Yes, I do. For the Yahweh hath given the father honor over the children and hath confirmed the authority over the mother over the sons. Whoso honoreth the, his father maketh an atonement for his sins. Call your first out. Verse 4, and he that honoreth his mother is as one that layeth up treasure. Verse 5, whoso honoreth his father shall have joy of his own children. And when he maketh his prayer, he shall be heard. Verse 6, he that honoreth his father shall have a long life, and he that is obedient unto the, the Yahweh shall be, comfort, shall be a comfort to his mother. He that feareth the Yahweh will honor his father and will do service unto his parents 
as to his masters. Verse 8, honor thy father and mother both in word and deed that a blessing may come upon thee from them. Verse 9, for the blessing of the father establishes the houses of the children, of children, but the curse of the mother rooted out foundations. Verse 10, glory not in the dishonor of thy father, for thy father's dishonor is no glory unto thee. Verse 11, for the, for the glory of the man is from the honor of his father and a and a mother in dishonor is a reproach to the children verse 12 my son help thy father in his age and grieve him not as long as he liveth read verse 9 again brother Verse 9, for the blessing of the father establishes the houses of children, but the curse of the mother rooted out foundation. You see that? So you see there it is right there. See, the father establishes the blessing in Yahweh. And if the, and if the mother get in front of the father, you rooted out foundation in your mind. And the foundation is, uh, what is the foundation? I'll read first, uh, Joe, Joe, read 3.16. Read uh, Genesis 3.16. What is the foundation being rooted out in that household? It's not rooted out according to Yahweh's word, but it's being rooted out according to the foundation of that man where the house is in. What is the foundation in 3.16? Of the book of Genesis. What is it? Uh, Brother Joe. Okay. 3.16. He that forsaketh his father is as a blasphemer. And he. Uh, Genesis, Brother Joe. Hold on, Brother Joe. Genesis 3.16 now. Brother Joe. Oh, Genesis. Okay. Genesis. Genesis. I'm sorry. 3.16. Genesis 3.16. Read Genesis 3.16. What, what foundation do you root out in your mind if you don't follow the order of the Bible? What is the foundation of 316 of Genesis? Let's read about it, Joe. All right, see, I'm slipping to it now. Genesis 3, verse 16. Uh, Genesis, and it reads. Chapter 3, verse 16 of Genesis. And it reads exactly this. Unto the woman, he said, I will greatly multiply thy sorrow and thy conception I in sorrow. Thou shalt bring forth children and thy, and thy desire shall be to thy husband and he shall rule over thee. That means that mean he should guide you. Rule means he should guide you upon the spirit of Yahweh. 
that word rule means, you know, a lot of times when they hear that word, like we just heard that uh, answer chain method, when the preacher says, you, you take this man on better work, he said, mm, I don't know about all that. He said, huh. and he said, uh, you got to obey him. He said, I don't know about being obeyed now. We didn't talk about that in council meeting, about obey. See, right there and there, see, right there and there, if, 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 if that man was from the congregation of church of the six knowing tribes, he supposed to walk right up out of here and went on about his business and left us standing at the altar. That was he supposed to jump right there and there. When, when, when the preacher told us that you got to obey that man, and she said, well, you didn't talk about that in the council meeting. He said, yes, I did. And that man sitting there laughing and gooping around. That let me know he wasn't trained by the six anointed camp. He told when she started talking like that, he told just walk right off the stage and went on by his bed. Yeah. Right. So he's going to have trouble on his hands before the honeymoon even gets started. Because the rules is not set. That ain't nothing but a fleshy relationship, not a Yahweh relationship. That's why it's very important to get these men into the congregation and learn exactly what to look for in a relationship from the get-go. Matter of fact, and all of us to tell, let, let's see can we get two important words that you both look for in a relationship according to the Bible. Let's back up to Deuteronomy 28, Elder, and we're going to look at see if you train by the six anointed count. We will show you in a relationship, according to the Bible, that you look for. All I need is two lines, Elder. All I need is two lines and two important words. We're going to read in Deuteronomy 28, 56. Now, see, if, now, if uh, a couple came to talk about, well, you know, we plan on being together for eternity and all that old good stuff, I said, okay, sounds pretty good. And, but, what do the six on the count be looking for in a relationship when it comes down to the Yahweh man? He's trying to be a Yahweh man, and now he's bringing his mate to class. What is we going to be looking for, according to the Bible? in that relationship that's talking to us. Let's see what he's looking for that the man should be looking for before he makes that decision. We're going to uh, Deuteronomy 28. I'm looking for two important words there, Elder. And we're going to read about... We're going to read five lines. So now this is what you got to look for, see? You come to the boss of the two is like, you say, well, you know, um, I come and check out. I'm trying to be a young, wildly man, and now I want, I want to bring the woman that I want to be with for the rest of my life. I said, well, okay, well, we'll say, yeah, bring on, and let's check, let us check out. Okay, good. So now what, what will we be looking for in leadership when the man brings his woman to be with him for the rest of his life? 
what will we be looking for? And we will turn the Bible to Deuteronomy 28, verse number 56, Elder. 56. And we're gonna stop. We're gonna we're gonna stop it at the word called. We we just we just gonna stop in one two three four five lines. Let's go. Let's go five lines. You know, take your time. Deuteronomy 28, verse 56. What are we looking for? Come on, Elder. Deuteronomy 28, reading 56. It says, "The tender and delicate woman among you." which would not adventure to set the sole of her foot upon the ground for delicateness and tenderness. Stop right there. Stop right there. Stop right there. There you go, Elder. So now, in a relationship, the man holds the brain to the... After he learned how to be a Yaqwali man, what kind of woman that he holds the present? to the six anointed camps, or we can show you the Bible way that woman got beat. What kind of way in verse 56? Read again and, and pick out the two important words that the woman must be with the Yahweh man. What what words are we working with? And Deuteronomy 28, 56. Read again the five lines. Then I want, I want to see what words that we have to see in a relationship according to the Yahweh man bringing what kind of woman to say, well, I want to be with her for the rest of my life. She got to be a what kind of woman? According to verse 56, L. Come on, L. Read it again, L. Verse 56 says, the tender and delicate woman among you which would not venture to set the sole of her foot upon the ground for delicateness and tenderness. Picking up the two words. Ain't So what? So a Yachwali man supposed to have what kind of woman, uh, according to the Bible, what two words that we can work with that we can um, put, put our yellow mark on, what two words can we work with? Two words, yes. tender and delicate. Thank you. Ain't that something? Ain't that something? Hey, hey, Joe, do you, do you agree with the elder say that the, the two words that that required of Yahweh to know you working with something, the woman is delicate and tender or tenderness. Do you do you agree with that, uh, uh, Brother Joe? Hallelujah, Yahweh. Hallelujah. You see, that's why it's so important to understand that. When the Yahweh man knows his position, this is how he's supposed to treat his better half for the rest of his life because she's supposed to remain, I don't care what kind of job she has in the world. But when you get home, She's supposed to put that job and leave it in a, a car or a van or whatever she leave it at. When she walk in the house, she's supposed to be, what two words there, Brother Joe? Tenderness and delicacy. Hey. You see that? There's that there. But 
uh, A.M. But suppose you run into the Proverbs. But suppose, okay, now you sit there and Proverbs chapter 7, verse 10 and 11 come in. Now the Yahweh man brings in a Proverbs chapter 10, verse 11. Now you sit there because we can't, we deal with the the relationship and the marriage according to the Bible, not city hall. <laughs> so now you are came in. Now you you have been trained to be a Yahweh man, but you bring inside and said, "This is the woman I want to be with." And the woman is in Proverbs chapter ten, verse eleven. What is that? Hey, El, look the tail. What is that in Proverbs chapter 7, verse 10 and 11? Proverbs chapter 7, looking at verses number 10 and verse number 11 says, verse 10, And behold, there met him a woman with the attire of a hillock, several of mine, 11. She is loud and stubborn. Her feet abide not in her house. Hmm. She had a tie of a harlot. She had a tie of a harlot. Now, Jody said she had the dress wear of a harlot. Jody said, hey, he said, the one you brought in to the temple, she had the dress wear of a harlot. Now, what that supposed to mean? What's that supposed to mean? If you can find out what is the dress, what is the dress wear of a holly that we can read, um, L, we're going to the book called, what do we want? We want to go and see what, what is the, he brought in the woman that he's going to be with for the rest of his life with the, with the attire, the dress, wear of a harlot. Uh, what's that supposed to mean that you can read in 22 verse 5 through the run? Uh, let's see. Let's see what is the dress wear of a woman that pertains to a harlot that we can read. 22 verse 5 of Deuteronomy. Where's that L? Book of Deuteronomy, reading chapter 22, verse number 5. It says, The woman shall not wear that which pertaineth unto a man, neither shall a man put on a woman's garment. For all that do so are abomination unto the Yahweh, the Yahweh. So, what what did she have on that was pertained to a holly? There, elder. Now, now the Yahweh man brought his mate in to the temple. Now he had his um, he was ready to go, but she came dressed as what you just got to read, the attire of a holly. So what did she have on, elder? 
according to 22 verse 5. What, what was she wearing? According to that verse? Yeah. It pertained it unto a man. Yeah, what was that? What's that? A, a man's dress wear. Yeah, a pants set on. What she came in with was a pants set. Came on with. She came in with a pants set on. That's what she came on. Because the woman should not wear that for pertaining to a man. What do a man wear? Britches. Unless you got a job where you got to have britches on. Now, once you get through that job with them britches on, you put them, you put them, them britches in the cloth into your locker and put on your dress and come on, come on home and be delicate and tender. Although you might have a big stick and you've been busting heads all day. <laughs> but when you get through busting heads all day, you've been on five raids and you'll make ten decisions. You got all that stuff. But when that job out clocks and you off, you're supposed to put all that down and put on your delicateness and tender outfit and come on inside the house. Okay? Okay? So that's what we have lost. What pertains to a man, and a man should not be caught dressing himself with a dress on. On no circumstance. Not if if if, if he on the job, he's the woman. You know, some bus drivers got to wear the pants, but I asked the bus driver lady, I said, okay, now when you get into that locker room, what you do? Oh, I put on my dress and my blankets and come out. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> All right, then. Oh, I, I listen to bosses of a two years life. I like that. And when I get home, I become tender and delicate. I was all oh, yeah. I said, you got a lot of, um, on your mailbox, do not disturb, ain't it? Yeah. You see that? <laughs> do not disturb. Because see, this is what happens when you do Bible. So you got to recognize the world has done everything to keep you away from the body. I don't care what position of job you have. If you know your role, what you was created for, if you got a split, you was created for the man. The man was created for you. That's just the way it is. So it's, it's easy to find out with your position. All you do is just raise the dress up and drop the pants. You see exactly who's who. And that's how it's supposed to be in a relationship, according to the Bible. Because now let's run back, Elder, and read a verse in the 11th chapter, verse 89 of First Corinthians. See, the reason why we've been wasted, because we, we don't follow no book. I don't care if you make five times less money than that man that was made whole. He was made with a split. And Paul had to address that when he got to visiting the other camps that was in the northern world. So Paul addressed that, and he made it plain. Matter of fact, 
You might as well pick it up in the third chapter. I mean, eleven chapter. Give me uh, three down at verse five and get warmed up, Elder. So Paul had to address that. Because when he got in the door, he spotted some things. So Paul got went there and addressed it. In the 11th chapter, verse 3 down to verse 5. What did Paul say? What can we read that Paul said there? Uh, 1 Corinthians 11, 3 down to verse 5. What did, what, did, what did Paul tell the Corinthians of the northern kingdom? Come on. 1 Corinthians chapter 11, reading verses 3 to verse 5. 3 says, But I would have you to know that the head of every man is Yahweh son, and the head of the woman is the man, and the head of Yahweh the son is Yahweh the father. Four, every man praying or prophesying, having his head covered, dishonor his head. But every woman that prayeth or prophesies with her head uncovered, dishonors her head. For that is even all one as if she were shaven. Verse 5. Okay, verse 5. But every woman that prayeth or prophesies with her head uncovered dishonors her head, for that is even all one as if she were shaven. And what that mean? That means when the scripture when the scripture gold comes out, the woman immediately will put on on her head. When the Bible opens up, she looks for a covering and put it on top of her head. That would she just immediately do you dishonor the man that's getting ready to read the book to you. Immediately, whether you in a temple or in the privacy of your own car, when the scriptures come out. You put a covering over your head, according to Paul's talking. Now read verse 3 again, verse 3 again. Verse 3 says, But I would have you to know that the head of every man is Yahweh the Son, and the head of the woman is the man, and the head of Yahweh the Son is Yahweh the Father. So there go your order. Of uh, the man, the Yahweh man, has the head called Yahweh the Son. That's how he makes his decision. Yahweh the Son has the head, is Yahweh the Father. That's how he makes his decision. The woman has a head, which is that man she with. That's how that decision is made. So that's the order of things, and it's not going to be broken. Now skip down to verse 8 and 9. What does it say in verse 8 and verse 9? Verse number 8 says, For the man is not of the woman, but the woman is of the man. 9. Neither was the man created for the woman, but the woman for the man. Yeah. So understand one thing. The reason woman was created was created for the man. The man, the Yahweh man must know his role because the man established the blessing. 
First Timothy chapter two, Elder, Mr. Taylor. Read eleven down to verse fifteen. Let's get a precept on that. First Timothy chapter two, verse eleven down to verse fifteen. Let's get a precept on that, Elder. Okay, looking at first Timothy. Reading chapter two. Verses 11 to verse number 15. 11 says, Let the woman learn in silence with all subjection. Two, but I suffer not a woman to teach, but to observe authority over the man, but to be in silence. 13, for Adam was first formed, then Eve. 14, and Adam was not deceived, but Adam was not deceived, but the woman being deceived was in the transgression. 15. Notwithstanding, she shall be saved in childbearing if they continue in faith and charity and righteousness with sovereignty. Yeah. You see, so Paul was raised from the womb and he was quoting something, Elder, in the, uh, in the book of Sirach, Elder Mr. Tibb. He was quoting something in Sirach 25, Elder. Let's see what Sirach 25, verse 24 down to verse 26 says. Now, for Paul to make them statement, he has to quote somebody. And that's why we have to remember one thing. The reason why we are wasted nation as a people because the family structure is not in order. We, I don't care if the woman got make five times as money than you make. I don't care if her job is to uh, book heads and take names all day for 10 hours. Eight hours on the job, one hour there, one hour back. When you get off that job and you come back home to that young wall in there, you're supposed to be a Deuteronomy 2856. Tender and delicate. Because if you play that role, most likely soon as you walk through that door, he's going to pick you up with your foot, won't touch nothing but the couch. You see, I don't care how big position you have. When you get home with a young wally man, you're supposed to be delicate and tender. Not great big old mouth. According to Proverbs chapter 7, verse 10 and 11. And you should not have on the clothes of a harlot. That means wearing what man wears pants. And a man should not have a little dress on when you open the door. Okay? Now, guess what? You up on the rules of the Bible now. I don't care if your job required. Well, I got a job where I have to be, I have to wear pants because I wash windows from a hundred stories up in the air. Okay? Where your pants in. But when the job over, you go in that locker room and put some pants in the locker room 
and put on them that dress of complainers. Now they come out. Now you put on your delicate and tender look. And then when you speak after you call that job, you're supposed to speak according to Proverbs. Hey, um, my joke. Give me Proverbs 31, 26. Now, now, how do you speak when you call that big pan job that makes five times more money than the man makes? How do you supposed to speak in Proverbs 31, 26? Let's talk about it, Brother Joe. Proverbs 31, 26. Now, you have um, been busting heads all day long, and you've been on a hundred-story sky wiper cleaning windows. But now, now you all work now. So what folks come out your mouth once you put that uniform down and lock it up in your locker room, and you got your dress on, your friends on. What's going to come out your mouth that we can read in Proverbs thirty-one twenty-six? What's that, Black Joe? Okay, I'm right there now. Proverbs thirty-one thirty-six. Twenty-six. 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 Hey, Black Joe. Just let your pen do the talking. 31, 26. Let your pen do the talking, Brother Joe. And give me some power to read. Come on. Proverbs 31, 26. And it reads, she openeth her mouth with wisdom. And in her tongue is the law of kindness. Ain't that something? Ain't that something? So when you come off the job... People will open her mouth with wisdom, and what will come out of her, her mouth is the law of kindness. Now she can put on her tender and delicate. Now it, it, everybody come in contact with her and say, my, my, my. And she the one just gave my, my uncle them 39 years, and you kicked him in the ring. He said, I will. But now it's time to put on my tender and delicate look. Now, oh. Really? See, I don't care what kind of job you got. If you know that you are a woman, once that job over, you go find them fringes, and then when you open your mouth, what will come out your mouth is the law of kind. Although you just got through busting some heads, you just got through with five or six rays. You dive through some windows, cram the fence, stick, stick uh, 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 old Lucky on by four five of them. Tell you, hey, Lucky, go over there and grab about four five of them, Lucky, and and, and wrap them down. I'm gonna call and bust them on the head. Okay, but once it's over with, then you gotta be a Deuteronomy 28 verse 56. Now you line up with some yak wild. Now you're getting the blessing that you need in Yahweh. And that's why that Yahweh man must attend the six anointed camps to know how to treat his delicate and tender that are had. See, the Bible got all the rules of revelation. They ain't going to be changed. And once we apply this Bible, look out. Then Yahweh is going to intervene. See, Yahweh, he's going to intervene. When he looked down 
and see this Bible play because he's going to do something and and whether the world know it, but we know it, he's going to do something, um, but Joe, he's going to do something in Isaiah 13, verse 12. He's going to do something, and he's doing it right now. Let's see what, what can we read. And Elder Mr. Tell, tell me 32 of Isaiah, verse 2. We're going to read you to get our point, Elder. We're going to pick up at 32, verse 2, to reach you to get our point. But right now, Brother Joe, Yahweh is going to do something. He's doing it right now when it comes down to the Yahweh man. Look what we can read in Isaiah chapter 13, verse number 12. Look what WCC just said. He's going to mute Brother Joe because he's reading too slow. He's too talking for the night. Ain't that something? Well, WCC said, but Joe, you talking for the night. So, Elder, I guess it's, I guess it's you and myself right now. Uh, in Isaiah 13, 13, verse 12. Let's see what that says. Hey, Elder, what's the tear? Let's see what we can get. Because WCC said, Brother Job is through talking for tonight. We muting his mic. Well, it's your radio station to do what you want to do. Uh, L, Mr. Till, what did it say that we can read in Isaiah 13, verse number 12? What did it say there, L, Mr. Till, what did it say? In the book of Isaiah, chapter 13, verse 12 says, I will make men more precious than fine gold. Even a man than the golden wedge of Oprah. I guess so. He said he gonna make he gonna make you so scared they're gonna be hard to find a young wild man. That's what he means. He's gonna make a man more precious than fine gold. You know now you know now you, you go out you go out there right now and try to find some fine gold. They talk to the women. He said, now you, you, what's your chances of finding Find gold. It's scarce enough. That's the same thing we find a good Yacht Wally man. You see that? That's what he said he's going to do. He said, I'm going to have it. I'm going to make this man so precious for those that, that won't, don't want to follow the rules and regulations. And when you look for a Yacht Wally man, you ain't going to find them. It's going to be just like trying to find gold on um, a busy... Uh, street. In the middle of the street. You know you're not going to find it, right? That's that's how a man going to be once he learns what he got to learn. The Yachwali man. He going to be just that much pressure finding gold on a busy walk street at 12 o'clock noon. That's right. Read that again, Elder. I'm that happy already, Elder. So read that again about <laughs> What Yahweh going to do for man again in 13, verse 12? Isaiah, chapter 13, verse 12 says, I will make man more precious than fine gold, even a man than the golden wedge of Ophir. You see that? It's going to be just that to find you a Yahweh man. 
So that's why we trying to tell you. The young water man got to wake up now. You got to wake up now and learn that one day young water makes you so precious to young water man that the woman that wants to be bring a job home, it ain't going to happen. It ain't going to work. I don't care what kind of job you got. When you come home, you got to be a Isaiah, I mean, a Deuteronomy 2856. That's just the way it is. Then another thing you got to say out the mouth. You got to say, you what you got to say out the mouth. Why? You know, you get home, now you're, you know, you're done, you're done your job, now it's time to sit down at the table, and you got to turn around and look at Yop Wilder man, eyeball to eyeball, and say to him, Root, Root. Chapter 1, verse number 16 or 17, you know. See, now, while you fixing that old man is dinner, that old Yaquali man of dinner, then you got to turn right around and look at him and catch him off guard. And you got to be, and you got to say, Ruth, chapter 1, verse 16 and 17. This, this is how... This is how your foot would never touch the ground once you're inside the house. If you say this now to the Yacht Wally man, now watch. If you say this to the Yacht Wally man, watch your foot would not touch the ground. Huh? He'll find some back if he got back trouble. He'll find some back. If you say chapter 1, 16 and 17, and catch him off guard while he eating a good meal. And read that error. What is that in Ruth chapter 1, 16 and 17? The book of Ruth, chapter 1, reading 16 and 17. 16 says, And Ruth said, Entreat me not to leave thee, or return from following after thee. For whether thou goest, I will go, and where thou longest, I will lodge. When I lodge I will lodge. Thy people shall be my people, and thy Yahweh, my Yahweh. 17. When thou diest, I will die, and there I will be burned, and there I will be burned. The Yahweh do so to me, and more also if I ought to be, but if I ought death part thee and me. I guess so. Ain't that something? You, you hear that? Hey, you, you, you hear that? So you might be sitting there eating a great nice meal. And all of a sudden, she turn around and both bay the book. Luke chapter 1, verse 16 and 17. Don't you know from that point on, her foot is not going to touch the ground. You're going to find some back in your back hurt. When you talk Bible talk, then, and by being a delicate and tender better ass, then that 2856, by being a delicate, tender, better ass, your foot would not touch the folk. He going to get up out of his seat and roll and pick you up. <laughs> That's why you better make sure she, um, you know, got got the right side. You know, you know, I, I, I tell my, another guy was telling me, 
He said, man, I'm always in trouble with my bad ass. I said, man, why you just get a woman to trice your ties, man? That's why you were having trouble. You were asking, you got a woman to trice your ties. You always look at you and you're going to get you a little woman. Why you get your, uh, you know, you can't get a happen. You even pick up in no time. <laughs> you ain't going to pick up in no time. You can't do that. If you're a little man, get you a little woman. That's simple as that. She might be chilling and delicate, but that woman's too big for you, man. Come on, I can't run and pick up. I won't be able to go to work for the next three weeks. Well, you, you know you can't do that. Really? <laughs> well, there it is, El. So now, think I'm going to make man more precious than fine gold. Because, um, but what's going on right now, El? We're going to First Samuel 3, verse 1. Let's find what's going on now, El. Well, what's going on now? That's why we got to come humble, and we got to talk some good Bible now. And First Samuel 3, verse 1. Can you don't see out there what it says in First Samuel 3, verse 1? That's why it's very important for this broadcast. Because we're going to tell you three and what the Bible says, and we and we pulling for you to get in order, because every time they call us that way, it can be our last. That's why we give it everything we got, spirit led through Yahweh. But relationships got to be according to the Bible. I don't care what your position is, you make sure that you pray by the Bible rule and the Yahweh man got to be a Proverbs 30, verse 30, don't back down from any. You got to make sure the law is applied in your household. You know, don't worry about where, well, mouth going to be stuck out and, and I ain't going to be able to do nothing tonight. No, you can't worry about that. You got to worry about you staying up on this Bible. If you stay up on this Bible, Yahweh going to bless you. But if you marry look at this Bible and say, well, I don't, oh, no, I ain't going to say nothing. Yeah, because I, I, I want to make sure I'm all right tonight. No, you don't look at it like that. Yeah. Don't worry about being all right tonight. Be worried about being Yahweh all right every night and day. That's what you worry about. First Samuel 3 1, what is that? Oh, El, look at what it says 3 1. Book of 1 Samuel, chapter 3, greeting verse 1 says, And the child Samuel ministered unto the Yahweh before Eli. And the word of the Yahweh was precious in those days. There was no open vision. You see that? See, the word of Yahweh was it's precious. It's precious now. That's why you, know, you don't hear this kind of teaching from no ministry. But the voices of the children's life. The word is very precious. Because Amos made a profound statement, Elder, in Amos chapter 8, verse 11 and 12. He said something, uh, Elder. See, his word is very precious. That's why we, we stomach and tolerate you, because we know, regardless of what ministry you're in, you ain't hearing the word of Yahweh the way the bosses of the Jewish white teach. No. You hearing what the WCC, World Council of Churches, teach, or the Latter-day Saints out of Utah, 
uh, Big Timmy Dolan out of New York, the Roman Catholic Church. You hearing that? And that's why you be out of order today. Okay? But in Amos chapter 8, verse 11 and 12, help me out there, yo. What does it say we can read in Amos chapter 8, verse 11 and 12? In the book of Amos, chapter 8, reading at verse 11 and verse 12, 11 says, Behold, the days come, saith the Yahweh, that I will send a famine in the land, not a famine of bread, nor a thirst for water, but of hearing the words of Yahweh. 12. And they shall wander from sea to sea, from the north even to the, even to the east. They shall run to and fro to seek the word of Yahweh, and shall not find it. You see that? And, and that was going on there now. I don't tell you really can hear the word of Yahweh. It's where you come and get in on the sixth anointed camp before the village of Israelite. You're not hearing no word of Yahweh because we hear things that, you know, it's out of order everywhere. So that's why we come humble to show you that Yahweh got rules and, re- and regulations according to how you raise your family. And if you raise your family and you send them to the school, to the classes now, and learn them how to be a Yahweh man, but you're not going to learn how to be a Yahweh man if you don't send them, send them in the bump shoulder. Because we read a verse, let's read one more time, they other 137, verse 3. Let's read Psalms 137, verse 3. Listen good what David said in 1000 B.C. Now, David is speaking from 1000 B.C. On, it wasn't in his days, but what he says in 137, verse 3 of Psalms. What he said In the book of Psalms. Chapter 137, reading verse number 3 says, For they that carry us away captive require of us a song. And they that wasted us required of us mirth, saying, Sing us one of the songs of Zion. Now you see that? They get carried up in captivity. Where? In the brain. Because we don't know no rules of the Bible. We don't know no rules of the Bible. We don't know that we're supposed to come out of our mouth is what was read in Luke chapter 1, 16 and 17. We don't know that the Yahweh man gets the first and the last word. We 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 are all all, and that's where we get so many comebacks. The Yahweh man was told by the Almighty Son, "You get the first and the last word." I look at WCC saying, "Still, where's that?" Let's go back to Genesis. Let's see what it's going to be read. Well, man 
get the first and the last word for the WCC. World Council of Churches. Let's see what can we read where a man gets the first and the last word. You're like going on your job. Your boss is saying, we got a success case coming up. If you want, if you go go get an order. You might say, well, we want a boss might say, you got some people coming in. I want you to put on that um, good-looking talk. You're going to say, yes, the boss. Okay? That's the same way you're supposed to look at this thing on a spiritual level. See, in the book of Genesis, Elder, we're going seeking to get for the WCC, World Council of Churches, where Yahweh said, man will get the first and last word. We're going to read that, Elder. We're going to Genesis chapter 2. And we're going to read where a man gets the first and the last word. Let's see if we read that verse. We go on to um, Genesis chapter 2. And we're going to pick it up at verse number. What I want. Two. Pick it up at verse number. Uh, what I want. Pick it up at verse number. What I want here. Kind of looking right Okay, let's see what I want. Let's see what I want. Let's look at verse number 19. Let's look at 219. You put a little yell in the Bible on 219. Let's even say 219 for the WCC. Genesis 2, verse 19, it'll come out. Book of Genesis, chapter 2, reading verse 19 says, And out of the ground, the Yahweh formed every beast of the field and every fowl of the air and brought them unto Adam to see what he would call them. And whatsoever called every living creature, that was the name thereof. Read that again, El. 19 says, And out of the ground Yahweh formed every beast of the field and every fowl of the air and brought them unto Adam to see what he would call them. And whatsoever Adam called every living creature, that was the name thereof. Yeah. So, so is, is, that, is that, that clear that WCC? That Adam got the first and the last word. Whatsoever Adam called it, that was the end of it. See? It was no comeback. It was no statement but pertained to anything after. When Adam called it by being a Yahweh man, that was the end of it. See? Now, back on one verse. Look, look what happened. 
Back on one verse in verse 18. 18 says, And the Yahweh said, It is not good that man should be alone. I will make him a help meet for him. You see what he made? You see what Yahweh made? That's what he made. He made a help meet for Adam. The woman supposed to meet man's need, the Yahweh man's need. See, that's it. So that is right there. So creation of your mighty one. So once, once you understand that you have to be where you whip a Yahweh man that you know that keep the law, statutes, and commandments, then you can be in your tender and delicate way because he's going to make sure you stay in that way. He ain't gonna be getting old telling you anything because he know who his head is. Yahweh the Son. And Yahweh the Son know who his head is. Yahweh the Father. And you gotta know who your head is, that man. Then guess what? Now we're in business. So now, since we're in business, now when we go to the book, this is what happened in the book of Tobit, Elder. Going to chapter 8, verse 7 and 8. Now, let me show you the results of things, how things happen when you understand by being a Yahweh man and you raised in a Yahweh family. So, when it's time now for the son that you are raised, the daughter that you are raised, everybody knows what you're supposed to have. To continue on, case in point, we design a case in point here. Now we're going to the book of Tobit, chapter 8, verse 7 and 8. What it says in Tobit, chapter 8, verse 7 and 8. What it says? The book of Tobit, chapter 8, reading verse 7 and verse number 8 says. So well, hold on, El. Hey, El, hold on for a minute. Uh, pick up at verse 6. That's walking in from coming out of that Genesis 2.19. Let's pick up at verse 6. Let's see if Tobit understood Genesis 2 to Bible 5. Did he understand exactly that he was trained by his father, Tobit? Let's see if he's talking real good by raised up upon a Yahweh name. Two, uh, 8, verse 6, 7, 8, come on. Tobit, reading chapter 8, starting in verse number 6. 6 says, Thou madest Adam, and gavest him Eve, his wife, for an helper, and a stay. Of them came mankind. Thou hast said, It is not good that man should be alone. Let us make unto him an aid like unto himself. Seven. And now, O Yahweh, I take not this my sister for my lust, but unrightfully. Therefore, mercifully ordain that we may become aged together. Eight. And she said, 
with him. Hallelujah. Yeah. So you see, you see, you see this evidently, I mean, it's clear, by her being raised up by a Yahweh man. When they, when her better half made that statement, she understood that she was raised up to be with a Yahweh man. So right then and there, she knew her position by being raised. That's why it's so important that those men, to be a Yahweh man, you must come and sit down and learn the Bible way how to be a Yahweh man. Because the woman you're getting ready to receive is tender and delicate although she might be working on a job based upon construction, moving concrete. She might have a concrete construction. I've seen them, I've seen them all around it with construction, boots on and everything. I said, yeah, now, when you come off that construction, the boots on and camp that concrete and so order them men to move this stuff and then big bulldozers and all that, what you going to do after you come what I'm, do, I'm going into my locker room and put on my dress and my fringes on, and then I return to be a delicate and tender woman. And I'm going home to my Yahweh. Yeah? Now, you know, that makes the old fear happy. Now, the old fear just got happy when he hit something like that. I don't care what your position is. You can be a supervisor. Over the world, man, big burly man. Tell him, look here. You ain't working hard enough. I didn't take my comeback boots and kick you in your ring. But if you can get away with your job, fine. I, now, what you do with them comeback boots once you come off the job? No, I'm going to leave my comeback boots and my trunk. I'm going to put on my dress and my fringes, and I become delicate and tender. I said, hallelujah, what? You see? Now, Get down to verse number, you know, chapter, because uh, some things went on there, Elder. Let's pick it up at verse number 19 to 21. Tobit chapter 8, 19 to 21. This is, this is real good at this. Come on, Elder. Elder still. Chapter 8. 1921. Okay, hallelujah. Well, have, have walked away from the mic for a second. Toby chapter 8, looking at verses 19 and 21. 19, 19, 19 to 21. 19 says, And he kept the wedding feast 14 days. 20. For before the days of the marriage were finished, Rachel had said unto him, By an oath that he should not depart till the fourteen days of the marriage were expired. 21. And then he should take the half of his goods and go in safety to his father, and should have the rest when I and my wife be dead. Yeah, that. 
Marire, Kaikine, Nanu, Bad. Where do understood the Genesis and everything else? He had a daughter, and he told the Yakwali man, you finish the 14 days off, you know, get that out the way. And he said, now listen, uh, Yahweh, man. He said, now, have my goods that I have right now. You can have it right now. You, you, man, take half of my goods. So you better have her family supposed to give you half of their goods while they're alive. So understand, Yahweh, man, your better half family supposed to right now give you half of your goods, half of their goods, right now. And then you receive half of their goods, and then what do you do with it? Let's find out. They're going to buy out, see? He said, and then once I die and my wife die, then whatever that I have as a possession, since this is my only daughter, you come back and get everything belongs to me and my wife. It's yours. Y'all hear that? Now, see, that's when you're not wasted. You understand this thing. So whatever that was in the will, you take half now, and when we dead, take the other half. Yeah? Now, that's when you understand the Bible. Now, skip down to verse number 10 and pick up at verse number 10. 10 down to verse 12. Now, listen. Now, now, here, now bring it up. Now, bring it on home, yo. Bring it on home and bring it down. And... Ten chapter verse ten down to verse twelve. See, these are the rules and regulations we don't know nothing about, and that's why we come home to show you how it works in a relationship. You know, now we gonna hear something. Ten down to verse twelve. What is that? Ten ten down to verse twelve. Hold it. Ten ten eleven and twelve. There what? Okay, Toby. Chapter 10, looking at 10 to 12. Verse number 10 says, Then Rachel arose and gave him Sarah, his wife, and half his goods, servants, and cattle, and money. 11. And he blessed them and sent them away, saying, The Yahweh of heaven gave you a a partner's journey, my children. And he said unto his daughter, Honor thy father and thy mother-in-law, which are now thy parents, that I may hear good reports of thee. And he kissed her. Edna also said to Tobias, The Yahweh of heavens restore thee, my dear brother, and grant that I may see thy children of my daughter, Sarah, before I die that I may rejoice before the Yahweh. Behold, I commit my daughter unto thee of special trust, 
where our do not retreat for evil. That, therefore, do not entreat her evil. Remember, I'm giving you my trust to you, my daughter. My daughter been raised up to be with the man, the Yahweh man. My daughter is going to be to you tender and delicate. Don't treat her evil. You take half of my goods now and my money, whatever I got now, you going to your father. And my daughter knows that whatever you own, your father and your mother now become her mother and her father. And right now, in relationship today, we'll say, I'm with you, but I ain't with your family. No, it don't work like that. It don't work either. Mm-hmm. That's not body. But I'm, I'm with you. I ain't with, I ain't with them, them, your, I can't get along with your mama, your daddy, your brother. No, then I mean, but then, them, then that ain't a Yahweh family that you gonna be in or him. Because he's going to rules and regulations. Now, Come back and read. Come back here again. Put a mark on the hills. So come back to Ruth 1, 16 and 17. This is how your mouth supposed to talk when you got a Yahweh man. Here go the rules. Ruth, chapter 1, 16 and 17. What does it say, Elder? One more time. What does it say? Okay, in the book of Ruth, chapter 1, reading 16 and verse number 17. And 16 says, and Ruth said, Entreat me not to leave thee or to return from following after thee. For whether thou goest, I will go. Whether thou uh, longest, I will lodge. For thy people shall be my people. And thy Yahweh, my Yahweh. 17. Whether thou diest, I will die. And I will be buried. And I will be buried. Yahweh do so to me and more also. If I want but death part the enemy. Ah. Uh, so you see, whatever decision that Yahweh man makes, that's the end of it. You're like on your job. When your job can, can take out ten these men out there and go tear that road up and take the big bulldoze and ten good <laughs> men with you. And you supervise them 10 men, you, what you'll say to boss. That's the boss. You're going to be on a higher level with that Yahweh man. But that Yahweh man say he the first and the last word. I don't care how much money you have made or make. When you own a job, you do the job work. But once you off the job, you got to put on your tender and delicate <coughs> appearance in front of that Yahweh in there. And that's why Sarah had no no problem in the 10th chapter, verse 10 through 12. One more time. Here. Now take your time. Now all that will come up. It will come out real plain now. She understood her role and listened at what was said in Tobit chapter 10, verse 10 down to verse 12. What is that else? Okay, and the book of Tobit. 
10, verse 10, 11, and 12. What does it say? Okay, looking at verses 11 and 12. 11 says, And he blessed them and sent them away, saying, The Yahweh of heaven give you a preponderous journey, my children. 12. And he said to his father, Honor thy mother, honor thy father, and thy mother-in-law, which are now thy parents. That well, I may oh, hear hold on, hold on. Next time we get verse 12, real carefully, now, okay. He said to who? Person. Make it plain in verse 12. Okay. Verse 12 says, And he said to his daughter, Honor yeah. thy father and thy mother-in-law, which are now thy parents, that I may hear good report of thee. And he kissed her. And also said to the wives, the Yahweh of heavens restore thee, my dear brother, and grant that I may see thy children of my daughter Sarah before I die, that I may rejoice before the Yahweh. Behold, I commit my daughter unto thee of special trust, where I where I, where I do not entreat her evil. Ah. Uh-huh. Read verse 10. Verse 10 says, And Rachel arose and gave him Sarah, his wife, and half his goods, servants, and cattle, and money. Ain't that something? Okay. Hey, you, you see how good this Bible is? See, this Bible tells a story, and that's what we got to look for to fix the account. See, we got to look for... Do you know your role, Mr. Yachwali man? If you don't get out before you come in here, because we can help you have a productive relationship, because when she do speak, give me uh, Proverbs 31, 26, and close the statement. Well, that's good enough. We'll leave it like that. We're doing tomorrow broadcast on the 7.30. Tomorrow broadcast back on the 7.30. Uh, so let's go to Proverbs 31.26. Let's find out now when you do hear from your better half. Let's see how she's supposed to speak. Proverbs 31.26. Book of Proverbs, chapter 31, reading verse 26, says... She opened her mouth with wisdom, and in her tongue is the law of kindness. You see that? You see that? And, and she opened her mouth, and the law of kindness. That means she, she understands that a job is always time for her to be delicate and tender. And she knows the law through your teaching. And she gonna get much great respect because you will tear a wall down if you see she not getting proper respect because she was she understood her role with me being a yacht wilder man. So I demand for her to be treated 
as a delicate tender woman in in my presence or out of my presence. You see that? See, now that's doing Bible. We don't leave it like that. Hey, Elder, what's your closing thoughts on, on this tape number 48, what we just done, this is called Thursday evening, we're back on our way tomorrow at 7.30, and we come humble. Hey, Elder, what's your closing statement? Take your time, Elder. It's all yours. Come on. Once again, I'd like to bless all the listeners, all the hundreds of thousands of listeners came to listen to the word of Yahweh, the seer, the other elder teachers, the young lions, the mothers. And remember that those that do good, man or woman, to Yahweh, Yahweh will do good unto you. Because he said, be nigh to me, and I'll be nigh to you. How are you, Yahweh? Yahweh.